G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. in all sorts of different ways. Phone, text messages, emails, letters, cards, Christmas cards. Well, if God sent us a Christmas card, you and me, what would it look like? What would it say? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take another look at this whole Christmas thing from a different perspective. And do stick with me because very soon I'll be telling you about my latest life application booklet. It's called The Shepherd Heart of God and I'd love to send you a free copy to help you experience firsthand the enormity of God's love for you. One of the most basic things that any person does is to communicate. We speak, we, we write and we do things. In fact, so often... Actions speak louder than words. And when you think about it, we've found so many ways to communicate. The media, books, magazines, emails, letters, phone calls, cards. In fact, cards are an interesting form of communication. Birthday cards, sympathy cards, Christmas cards. Christmas cards. Now, why do people communicate using Christmas cards? I guess it's a kind of a once a year I'm thinking of you. And for many, many people, there's a reason behind the Christmas thing. Something that goes so much deeper than than vague sentiments and symbols. As I've stopped to think about this whole Christmas thing over the last few weeks, it strikes me that that's what Christmas is all about. Communication. Just humour me for a moment. Let's assume that God is God, that Jesus is Jesus, that Christmas is Christmas. Now, you may not believe that, but just stick with me for a minute and humour me. It's interesting that in the fourth of the four historical accounts of Jesus' life, John's Gospel, the New Testament begins Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, John talks about Jesus being a message, a form of communication. He calls Jesus the word. The Greek word for that is logos, which just means word or message. And that's what John says as he opens up his account of Jesus' life and times. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And a few verses later, he then continues on and says, That Word became flesh and lived amongst us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's only Son. It's kind of a weird notion to us, this notion of Jesus as being God's Word, God talking to us, God's Message in a bottle, God's Christmas card to us. Don't get me wrong, I'm not being flippant. This is really important. If God is God, then through Christmas, through Jesus, he's communicating with us. Right through the Old Testament, you know, he communicated with Israel, his chosen people, through his prophets, men and women who had a special gift and a call to speak God's words into the life of the nation of Israel. Isaiah, Nathan, Deborah, God's prophets calling God's people back to God over and over and over again. God called them back. And over and over and over again, Israel turned their backs on God. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a bit of the story of my life. 
over and over and over again. Jesus even told a parable to explain the fact that God was communicating with his people. Have a listen. You can read it if you like in the 21st chapter of of Matthew's gospel. Jesus said, listen to this other parable. There was a landowner and the landowner planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it and built a watchtower over it. Then he rented the vineyard out to some of the farmers and went away on a journey. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his part of the fruit. The tenants seized his servants beat one, killed the other, and stoned the third. So then he sent other servants to them, more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. Surely they'll respect my son, he thought. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, This is the heir. Come on, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. See, this is a parable, a story about how God sends his prophets, his servants, to talk to his chosen people and they reject him. And finally he sends his son and they reject him and kill him. Now, that might seem a bit odd until we remember the old adage that I talked about at the beginning of the program, actions speak louder than words. Over these weeks we've been reflecting on the whole Christmas thing from a different perspective. The actions of God at Christmas are quite astounding. They're so humble, this this stable and Mary and Joseph, these ordinary people, and a saviour who wasn't really what people expected. Not some great king born in a palace to fight the Romans who who were ruling over Israel, but the king, the king who came to change our hearts, to call us back to God, just like the Old Testament prophets did, but in a fresh new way. Not through rules, but through a relationship. I want to challenge you today, if Jesus is God's Christmas card, if Jesus is God's message in a bottle to us, what is God saying to you through Christmas, this Christmas? One of the most important questions that anybody will ever ask you in your life. What is God saying to me? Another challenge, grab a Bible and read just one story about Jesus. There are four historical accounts, the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And right through those books, he interacts with common, everyday, garden variety people like you and me. When you go and read one of those stories, just one, not when he's getting stuck into the religious hypocrites, not when he's chastising his disciples, just a common person, the leper that he heals or the man who was lame or or the blind man or, or the bleeding woman. In fact, pick someone who doesn't have a name on record. If you don't have a Bible, get one or go to a website called BibleGateway.com. You can read it online. Read just one short story and then spend 10 minutes thinking about it. What is God saying to you about who he is and what he's like through that short story that you just read? See, Jesus is the exact image of God. Jesus is exactly like him. He said of himself, if you've seen me... You've actually seen my Father in heaven. If you know what I'm like, you know what God's like. That's why Jesus is so important. Because Jesus is God's word. Jesus is God's message. Jesus is God talking to you and me in a human language that we can understand. Jesus is God doing. Jesus is God dying. That's what Christmas is all about. It's about God stepping out of heaven and into history. It's about God becoming 
a man pulling on a body and walking a mile in our shoes. Now, I don't know what you expect out of Christmas. Sometimes we have great expectations, but the thing is that here's this Christmas story, God's message, God speaking, God reaching out and calling to you and to me in a language that we can understand. Through Jesus, this Jesus who turned the world upside down. This Jesus who was the Son of God, but became a man and lived in humble circumstances and was crucified for you and me, even without the clothes on his back. This Jesus who just walked those dusty roads of Israel and the surrounds and touched people and loved people and stood up against the religious hypocrisy that he saw. When we look at Jesus, this little baby in a manger who grew up in in Nazareth as as a carpenter's apprentice, and then went to Jerusalem and turned the world upside down. When we look at him, we discover what God is like. And when we read just one story about this Jesus interacting with one common person, I believe that story can speak volumes to us about who God is. What do you expect from God this Christmas? for you, whatever you have going on in your life at the moment, however challenging things may be, is something that words can't describe. And sadly, all too often, we can completely lose sight of the enormity of that love, His love. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet, The Shepherd Heart of God, at this special time of year. Because God's Word, man, God's Word is alive and active, amen? So I'm praying that He'll help you to experience the enormity of His love for you through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.